Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to Geekish Cast. You can find us on the internet at facebook.com slash geekishcast. I tweet from at the Geekish Cast. I'm your host, Jeremy. And joining me in the co-host seat, as most Thursday nights, we have Paul. What's happening, Paul? Nothing much. How are you? Well, some, something much. What did you just get back from? Oh, I, yeah, I literally just walked in the door from uh, just finished watching Logan. Yeah, so uh, we're actually going to do, you're going to give us a spoiler-free review at the end of the show today, right? Yeah, a little too early to start throwing out spoilers. A little too early, yeah. I'm not even going to get to see it till this weekend. So um, we have got, I mean, it was kind of a slow week for news in a way, but we do have some kind of big casting stories this week. Um, Alexander Siddig has been cast as Rachel Ghoul for Gotham which is kind of awesome. Uh, Star Trek fans that know him as Dr. Bashir, but he was also just on um, Game of Thrones as well. He was on Game of Thrones? Who was he on yeah, Game of he, he played one of the one of the kings of Dorne, the one that got assassinated in the wheelchair. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, I can't remember the character's name, but yeah, he was one of the, the, he was the Dornish king who was in the wheelchair. Yeah, I saw that. I got excited, like Rachel Gulkast. And then I kept reading and it said on Gotham, and then I was like, "Oh, ah, weird. come on." <laughs> well, it'll be kind of it'll be kind of interesting, so we can juxtapose Arrow's Rachel Ghoul with uh, Gotham's if you want to watch Gotham, you know. Yeah, yes, that's true. You yeah, and and Alexander Siddig is a good actor, and I've got Ollie the Greyhound eating one of my wife's uh, stuffed animals. So, Paul. Why don't you go ahead and tell us about uh, the Inhumans casting news real quick, and I'll be right back. Will do. Okay. I am super, super excited about this. Um, uh, Inhumans, one of my favorite um, Marvel properties, um, was a little bit concerned when they decided to go from the movie to a television show, uh, mainly because it's on ABC, you know, network television show, and um, – S.H.I.E.L.D. has not exactly been um, the best show in the world. Uh, But, so, uh, last week they cast uh, Maximus, and we posted that on last week's episode. This week, we basically had three casting. Uh, Of course, they finally cast Black Bolt, which is a huge deal, obviously, because Black Bolt is pretty much the main man and main human, and and that is going to be Anderson Mount. Uh, For anybody who's watched Hell on Wheels, um, He's basically he's the main character on that that show and uh, could not be happier. He is awesome. He definitely can convey a lot of emotion through uh, his looks and his demeanor. He doesn't really man a few words on Hell Wheel, so I'm super excited about that. Not well, the, with, uh, the the guy the, the actor himself kind of pass he comes across as a hard ass just from looking at the camera. So yeah. that's kind of oh, nice, yeah. yeah. You know, I've watched the uh, Hell on Wheels and I like that show and I like him. Particularly, he's, he's done a good job on the show. So, uh, looks completely different in, <laughs> from Melon Wheels. You see him in the that main photo that they're showing online. Uh, but I think he's going to do a good job uh, with Black Bolt. Um, not really uh, Serena Swan. Um, not really too familiar with a lot of her work. The only thing I remember her from is when she was on Smallville. She was a 10, I believe. Was that jive with you? Really? No, you know what? Uh, I would have to go look it up. I could see that though, because I, I did quickly Google all three of the actors we're going to talk about here, um, just mm-hmm. trying to get a sense of who they were and what they look like. Um, yeah, you know what? I think he might be right. I think that might have been Zaytan on Smallville, but I would have to double check. Sorinda Swan. So um, yeah, she's a pretty lady. So she's a very very nice looking young woman. So I'm very I'm super interested on how they're going to do that because um, you can pull off a lot of uh, this show without having a bunch of crazy like uh, like CGI special effects. 
Um, so I'm kind of curious as how they're going to do Medusa, um, considering her hair is like a constant flow, like Spawn's cape, you know. That's how I kind of think of it as in the first movie, Spawn, and the cape had to be CGI because it's constantly moving and doing all this crazy stuff. So I don't know if they're going to like have it tied back and tame when she's not using her hair and then just CGI it when it's in action, you know. Well, just, I mean, wild, completely wild speculation, but just from a budget viewpoint, I would have to assume that's what they're going to do. Yeah, and I'd actually prefer they do that because I'd rather, it, you know, it look good uh, the few times they do it. Um, so I've talked to some people, they're kind of concerned about this, like, oh, man, what's it going to look like on TV, da 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 mm-hmm. But, you know, I think Flash is a heavy superpowered TV show, and... Um, they do a fairly good. I mean, sometimes you can tell like uh, FCGI was a little, bit, you know, low quality, low budget. But for the most part, I mean, did you watch the the Grodevs, the gorilla? City of episode? course, of course, I did. It was about a city full of gorillas attacking World War, <laughs> Earth One. Of course, I saw it. Okay. Um, now I don't know. Now I watched it with my wife. I'm I'm gonna break this off as a separate piece, and we'll go back to your your CGI oh, no. talk. Oh, I watched it with my wife who kept going, well, wait, what earth is this? Which earth are we on? What earth are they from? And then I finally just had to go, just, uh, don't, don't, just don't worry about that anymore. There's, there's a bunch of gorillas attacking. That's all we need to focus on. <laughs> yeah. Why are you asking questions right now? <laughs> yeah. Um, it would great. be easier. It, yeah, they look pretty good. There's a few scenes I saw where they looked a little hokey, but you know what? They're fucking computer generated. Ray Harryhausen did awesome special effects, but you know what? It still looked like little claymation figures. Yeah. So, so. If, it, if it's on par or better with that quality, I'll be I'll be good with it. Yeah, I, I'm there. And honestly, you know, I I think yeah, I think just having her tire hair back or having it somehow concealed, except when it's needed, is the best way to do it. Because first off, that effect would get tiring if it were constant. Yes. And and it wouldn't be <laughs> special when you needed it to be special. I agree. So, yeah, I definitely hope they, they, they go that route for sure. And then the next one, uh, they're going to they cast uh, Karnak, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Luang? Luang? Uh, Long, I believe. Long? Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Forgive me for my – I can't really pronounce names very well. So uh, – and he was on Lost and some other stuff. So um, I'm really surprised by the casting in general on this show. Like, these are not nobody actors and actresses. No, they've definitely got some, I mean, yeah, it's not, you know, Alec Baldwin or something. They've definitely got some names going into this, which is always impressive when you can do that. Yeah, because I thought it would be just people I'd never heard of. Like, oh, that guy from the, you know, CW's True Blood season, you know, you know, that's what I was expecting. Like just Yeah. Really not not necessarily bad actors, but just, you know you know, those well, there, actors from those types of shows. <laughs> yeah, there used to be a thing with um genre shows where you always cast mm-hmm. uh, unknowns because you didn't want people looking at it and going, Oh, that's Woody Harrelson or whatever. Yes. But more and more, I, I would say since Samuel L. Jackson and Jimmy Smith were in Star Wars, that has kind of narrowed out. Like people have been questioning that a little bit more since about that time. I think uh, Professor Xavier being played by Jean Luc Picard probably helped as well. Yes, yes, definitely. And and then there's something to be said. I like it when. I don't like when the name's too too big when I'm looking at them and all I can think of is someone else and not that when it mm-hmm. takes me out of it. But uh, with this casting, I think it's going to be uh, perfect. The casting so far has been absolutely fantastic. So yeah. we still got a few few more. I think they they are going to. I think was Crystal Gorgon is definitely going to be in it from what I saw, and I believe Crystal. Right. I think it's what we have left for the main like royal family. Um, yeah, those are the only ones that, yeah, okay, those are the only ones that strike me off the top of my head, but we should probably, before next week's live episode, go ahead and pull up a list of the main royal family and just make sure that we got it covered. 
Because I don't think Triton's going to be in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know for sure. Because I would imagine that would kind of like maybe kick the budget a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, unless they decide to deal with it in a certain way, but I don't know how you get around it um, in, yeah. in humans. Here, well, let's let's take a look real quick. See if I can get an answer real fast. Yeah. Because those are the main <clears throat> in the comics, anyways. Uh, Chris right. seems to you know go in and out depending on uh, the team, but it's always usually you know Gorgon and Karnak, Medusa, Triton. Okay, now, all right, so I don't necessarily think this is going to be the most reliable list, but Comic Book Movie says here are the breakdowns for presumably blah, blah, blah. Black Bolt, Medusa, Maximus, Karnak, Gorgon, Crystal, and Triton. Oh, so trying to, okay. Yep. But maybe they can go all like, yeah, maybe they can go all like Man from Atlantis with them and just have them like have webbed hands or something. Yeah, they'd probably be more. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more down than. Uh, <clears throat> but I'm down with that. I'm yeah, no, it's down. looking pretty good. Uh, yes, and you were right, Paul. Serena Swan, she was Zatanna Zatara uh, on Smallville 2009 and 2010. It looks like she was in three episodes. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, uh, good recall on that, and she's apparently blonde quite often, which I did not see coming. Yeah, <laughs> I was surprised. I've seen like all the pictures I've seen of her are, like different hairstyles, uh, but yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I hope Lockjaw shows up at some point. Well, I imagine what they'll do is they'll hot shot certain episodes. They'll probably do a couple small ones that don't burn up budget real fast, and then they'll hot shot one or two where they throw things, like big things at it, so you can get more punch out of one episode. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, that's what I'm imagining, too. I, I mean, I, I, I'm really excited to get back to go watch it in IMAX, like the first. You pretty much can watch a movie. Anyways, you're getting your movie. Yeah. Maybe the first two episodes. It's like September 4th is when it comes out, so perfect. Now, I, and I don't want to keep beating up, or actually I don't do it very often. I don't want to beat up Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. repeatedly, but is the idea to eventually phase, slowly phase that out and have the Inhumans pick up and be a more entertaining show that's on, or is it to run them concurrently as long as they can? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't read um, anything, any further plans for, for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I mean, I don't. They're going to make another season. Okay. So probably no plans on running it down. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that that ever really, the only thing that ever really kept me interested in that show was the fact that uh, Daisy is if anything ever happened to Alyssa Milano, we have an almost dead ringer to replace her with. (laughs) I know. Right. Yeah. She can play the, uh, the lifetime film based on her life. Exactly, and none of us would notice the difference, no. except the biggest fan. Maybe the biggest fan of Alyssa Milano <clears throat> would notice, but nobody else would. I, I mean, I I liked Shield at the beginning because I feel like they tied it a lot into the MCU, the movies, and then um, they would occasionally have characters that from the comics show up. And then this season, it started out. I'm like, okay, Ghost Rider. You know, not exactly my favorite Ghost Rider. You know, Robbie Reyes or whatever. But mm-hmm. at least there was like, well, oh, cool. I'm watching Ghost Rider on TV. And then they just went with like the L and D storyline, and it just lost me. It just got a little bit too weird. Yeah, well, you know, and they they've admitted that the Ghost Rider was just too expensive for them to do consistently. Um. They did it for a long time. They didn't have to do it that many episodes. Yeah, you're probably right, but I think that was probably part of the discovering it, was that, like, holy cow, this guy's really eating up our budget, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I think I read that somewhere. I I could be making it up, I guess, but what the hell, as long as it makes a good story. Um, One of the things – oh, am I going to lose my train of thought here? One of the things that irritated me about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., was that it had to react to what happened in the movie universe 
but it didn't really get to play a role in its rolling out in the movie universe. Uh-huh. You know, and I, it was just like, you know, what I was expecting, what they stopped just short of, though, was like Agent Coulson walking into a room on the telephone going, ha, 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 that's very funny, Iron Man Tony Stark. That's very snarky of you to say so on the telephone <clears throat> to me. You know, but, yeah. you know, like Captain America 2 happens, Winter Soldier happens, and then they get subverted. So, I mean, it was interesting in a way, but I have to imagine it's really hard to coordinate a a very active movie universe to a weekly television drama. Yeah, but, you know, they Marvel Comics pretty much, almost every movie they, they come out with, in comic book form, they come out with, like, a prequel comic book miniseries mm-hmm. or post, most of the time prequel. So th- they could easily do that. In the show, I would imagine. Yeah, you know, it's, the it's script possible. is already written. You, you can do so. It doesn't have to be something big, but it's kind of like, hey, if you want to see more about this one thing, watch Agents of Shield. You know, and kind of like it'll answer some questions to you. It'll tie it all in. You know, you don't need to yeah. make it necessary, but if you do watch Agents of Shield, you'll get a little bit more. You'll get a little bit more into the weeds in some of the MCU TV shows. Like, oh, that's why that guy, you know, this little history about that one character or whatever. Yeah. And then it's just kind of odd that, that like, a, uh, Disney's flagship television network can't do TV shows with their characters as well as Netflix, something they don't own. Yeah, I mean, I really wish I was, like, more, like, behind-the-scenes savvy as to why... Why that is? Yeah, is, is it because just Netflix lets the showrunners run the show, or they hire a showrunner and like, all right, it's your vision for the show. Go do, go go do your thing. Or and ABC and Disney's more controlling about like, no, do this, do this. You can't do this. You can't do that. Yeah, I don't I know, know, but. I, I would like to know. Maybe we should start digging around and see if we can find somebody who can tell us that. <laughs> because the gap in, in quality and entertainment value is between those shows and the net, you know, the network shows and the Netflix shows are just ridiculous. It's a pretty wide chasm. I mean, those Netflix shows have blown anything we've ever seen on television out of the water. Oh, absolutely. Um, the only reason that I would say that I would question any of that is just because I enjoy The Flash and Supergirl. So, and actually, now this season, uh, Legends of uh, Tomorrow as well. But, but just uh, keeping your eyeballs on the screen, like fucking Jessica Jones. I we turned it on, and the only reason we stopped watching it is that we were at the Reno Comic Con and eventually had to go downstairs and meet people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, was, you know, Dar- yeah. I mean, I definitely uh, Daredevil- understand because. <clears throat> Go ahead. The uh, the because uh, the Flash and 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 Supergirl. I I, st- I still haven't. I dro- totally dropped DC Legends tomorrow. But if you're saying it's starting to get good again, I may have to check it out. But well, so let me put it to you this way. Fun. Let me put it to you this way. DC's Legends of Tomorrow. The bad guys went into the past and screwed with history to keep George Lucas from making Star Wars. <laughs> Those sons of bitches. Yep. Did it work? Uh, well, they had to go back and fix it, but uh, it did uh, briefly. What was happening instead is he was making he was making a movie. Well, actually, George Lucas was Rip Hunter's second in command in a movie about the Legends of Tomorrow. So they okay. started having fun with it. And it's gotten a lot better. Okay. Maybe I'll give it a try. Yeah. I'd say just give it a look. Oh, you know, I was so excited when it started. And I really, it was like one of those things. It was like watching The Phantom Menace. When I watched the first episode of Legends, I was like, that's fun. And then I started it again. I'm like, this isn't that good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Definitely still enjoying it. I'm really surprised how much I I like Supergirl. Yeah, I think Supergirl is like one of the standout shows. It just like fills me with positivity every week. (laughs) Yep. 
She she is a little ray of sunshine. She is. Yeah, definitely one of the best castings um, in, the, in the DC realm that on television or movies in the long, yeah. long time. Yeah, it's great. Um, her sister's story is kind of tiring me out. Um, and it's not for any particular reason, except that the which, the, the which act, part are you talking about? Um, about her her coming uh, coming to terms with being gay, and yeah. then like the, was it two uh, the, the Valentine's Day episode, and then her girlfriend had this horrible oh, coming yeah. out story about Valentine's Day. But I'm like, guys, this is really. <laughs> This is really running long, though. You know, it's it's so overwrought. But I get, you know, we need we need queer people's stories on TV. I get it, but sometimes they just they, well, not sometimes. This particular story, I think the girl playing the cop, um, the girlfriend, is great. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, but I think I, I don't know the actress's name, so I'm gonna screw this up. But the the one playing uh, Alex, her sister, you know, playing Supergirl's sister. Uh-huh isn't connecting with the material in a way I find believable. So it makes more of the story hard to believe, I guess. Does I, that I, come I, across? I yeah. No. Yeah. No, it does. It it just does feel like it's, it doesn't feel natural at all. Yeah. It just, it feels it's overwrought. And like, yeah. yeah. Look what we're doing. Like, okay, we got it. Like, yeah, exactly. And look, I I am perfectly happy. I mean, I definitely want to see more queer characters on television, you know, across the whole spectrum. Oh, yeah. But I just want to make it make sure you know that we see it done well. But at the same time, keep in mind I am a straight guy watching this, and if it gets too far off into it, it's going to lose me too. So I I get they're on a tightrope, you know. Well, you you know my thoughts about this. Like, you don't need to remind me every episode that she's in a gay relationship. Yeah. Like, cause we see, care. see her with her girlfriend. Yeah. We know we <laughs> yeah. accept it. We're, we're with you. But maybe some but, yeah. people, you know, yeah. feel differently than I do. I, I really, it, it doesn't even register. Like yeah. I just see a couple at this point. So when it's constantly like, Oh, you're so okay. Yeah, we get it. Right. <laughs> yep. Can we move on? Can you, can you actually give them, a regular relationship story other than the fact that they're two women in a relationship. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's just it. You know, show <laughs> us something with them struggling with something like, you know, moving in together is difficult for this reason or that reason. Or one of them has stinky feet, something like that. I can get, cause we're already doing the weird couple. Yeah. Well, we're already doing the weird couple thing with Monel and uh, Cara. Uh-huh. You know, they're already having trouble getting on the same page. Yeah, the whole moonlighting scenario, like, they can't stand mm-hmm. each other, but <laughs> that's what reminded me of. I was like, I've seen this before. Yeah. It's, um, but again, yeah, again, though, I love that show. I'm so happy that The Flash came along and showed that they could do a show like that, and then I'm so glad they doubled down and went at it again. You know, especially after oh. that fucking humorless arrow got so bad and you know they started off they're like we're not going to be a superhero show and then the flash came out and you went oh i guess we need a superhero show yeah i I hear i I hear arrow got better this season but i'm just i'm not there paul i just i can't i've been hurt before no i'm i'm 100% with you i just can't do it Uh, yeah i'm just not interested i don't care anymore there's other things to watch there's three other shows to watch that i've been watching have you, so mm-hmm. have you watched any more? Because I think we still we agree that we do like Powerless and Riverdale. I okay. I'm st- I've stayed with both of those. I love both of those shows. Uh, okay, Powerless. Yeah, Powerless. I feel has only gotten better. Mm-hmm. Um, you do have to accept a certain amount of wackiness that I have enjoyed. That I think oh, if yeah. I were. Uh, yeah, if I were a teenager, I may not have enjoyed this as much as I have. Um, like, I might be going like, well, Bruce Wayne doesn't have a cousin. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, this show yeah. is yeah, completely out of left field. And I absolutely love that they can have an Aquaman, you know, episode and totally make fun of the whole thing. And Batman and totally make fun of it because they're total Batman fanboys. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. Absolutely. Or the... 
the henchman has a Green Lantern ring smashing inside of his head. Oh my god, that yeah. I, I just love everything about it. It's so ridiculous. My wife just shakes her head every time she walks by the TV when I'm watching it, but I need that every once in a while. Why well, do too? Really yeah, and you know, a big part, like I loved uh, Justice League International and the Keith Giffen era of Justice League America and Antarctica, <laughs> all of that. I think this is as close as you can get to that without doing a knockoff version of Justice League. You know what I mean? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I, I just hope I hope it lasts for at least, you know, three I think three seasons. They could stretch this out for three seasons before everyone's like, Okay. I think I'm That's enough. Be, yeah. You know, it's not gonna last forever, but I think I'm oh, gonna no. No, and I can see it turning into a one-trick pony real fast, but for now, I'm enjoying yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah. uh, I am astonishingly surprised how much I like Riverdale because Powerless. I figured I would, I would like it because I like mm-hmm. the actors. I, you know, I really like the actors in it, and I thought the idea was a really good idea, and it was going to be funny. And I like, you know, quirky, funny comedies. But yep. Riverdale. I watched purely on fact that I was like, okay, I'm a self-proclaimed nerd, and this is a comic book show, so I have to at least give it a try just to say that I did. But then I did, and then I'm completely – And now I'm hooked. Um, (laughs) See, here's the thing. I Literally, I watched – probably for one of the same reasons you did. It's like, well, I host a show that is about TV, movies, (laughs) and comic books. You know? (laughs) So here's here's a comic book show. I, I have to at least give it a look, right? And yeah. they had me from about three minutes in. I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. This is uh-huh. so dark and different and engaging. And and I actually do remember some of these characters from when I was a kid in the comic books and the cartoon and stuff. And the the kind of sexed up version of uh, Josie and the Pussycat singing Sugar. <laughs> you know, it was just yeah. all this stuff you're just like. There's this strange sense of newness and nostalgia simultaneously in this show. Yeah, yeah, they're not relying yeah. just on nostalgia on the show, and it's no. so much darker than I thought it would ever be. Yep. I thought it was going to be just straight up teen drama, high school drama television show, but it is no, there's... it is turning into a straight up suspense thriller with yeah, some teen this... drama drama mixed in there. And and the city itself reminds me of Gotham in the Batman books where the city itself is almost a character. It's got mm-hmm. its light side and its dark side and its secrets and its personality and and it comes through. And I am really amazed by that show. Yeah. Yeah. Um I'm, now I'm I have to I have to say that something bad did happen while we were watching it about a week ago though. My wife goes, Jules, you know, she co-hosts the Corner Gas Show with me. She were watching Riverdale. She goes, hey, is Veronica a little cross-eyed? Oh, no. Oh, shit. <laughs> she is. And now that's all I can see when she's on screen. Son of a bitch. Why did you yep. tell me that? <laughs> so don't, don't make direct eye contact. Yep. I'll get I'll over it in time. It. Yeah, I'll get over it in time, but now it's all I can see because it's still only a week old, and I'm like, oh, there it is again. Uh, damn it. Yeah. Damn it, damn it, damn it. Yep. So, but, you know, oh, yeah, that's that's something I do all the time. I, I notice, like, some weird thing about somebody on TV or in person, and that's all I can see for, like, a month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you watch any more of Legion? I have not. I have not. Have you? I, I'm I'm caught up. You're caught up. And did your view improve, or where are you at with it? It has it has yet to fully improve. Okay. I, I honestly don't know why I keep. I, I feel like I'm just waiting for something really cool to happen. Okay. Well, that makes sense. But I don't know if I'm going to get there. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Um, okay, so let's we'll just keep moving here because we we got about 15 minutes left. Um, okay, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, uh, trailer number two came out. Yeah, 
or I'm sorry, Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy 2 trailer came out. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what? Here's the thing. I love Guardians of the Galaxy. I can't wait to see this movie. I couldn't really get more hype for it. So I'm, I'm already kind of, I'm at peak hypage, if you follow. I hear what you're saying. Um, I just, any opportunity to see a baby Groot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like completely. So later when we talk about um, Logan, one of the trailers was a Guardians of the Galaxy 2 trailer. And it was the, the first trailer, not this, this new trailer. But um, as soon as Baby Groot came on, you know, and he's, like, going to push the button, like, the entire theater just did, aww, like, it goes on, on screen. Like, everyone loves Baby Groot. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. You can't help but not love No, you Baby really Groot. can't. Well, hey, grown-up Groot but, was kind of the breakout star of the first one. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Groot's awesome. Yeah. Big fan. But the big thing cool. uh, Guardians Galaxy 2 is um, the the trailer they finally sh- you know show um, Star Lord's dad, Peter Quill's father. That's kind of like the big thing. They finally officially we've seen pictures online, but they showed him and he said like I'm your dad, you know. So that's the big thing. And if it, anybody wants to see it, see. Yep, and it turned out to be Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. So um, still, go ahead. So I'm on the fence is if um, he's ever going to be a giant planet with a face on it. I don't know how do you, you can avoid that. They're, they have to do it at some point. They have to do some version of that. But I'll tell you what, ever since the Mandarin, I'm always aware that the uh, the identity swerve could be coming. Yeah. So what is let me see. I'm going to go and see what – because everyone says that he is, um, you know, the living planet. Mm-hmm. But does that what, like, his cast title says, like on IDMDB or anything like that? I haven't even checked that close yet. I'm just – I'm always really – Look, they tried to they tried to swerve us on Khan with Star Trek a few years ago, and then they swerved us with the Mandarin. So I'm always just kind of like, well, they say that's character X, Y, or Z, but we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see what happens. Yeah, because Kurt Russell says ego. That's all it says. So yeah, on IMDb, you know, but I'm not saying that they're like the end all be all, but they're usually. They're usually 80% of the time right on the money, so. Because part of me is just like, why would you do that if he wasn't, you know, he's not going to be the living planet, but it just seems like such a ridiculous thing. And being that in itself is ridiculous, I feel like they have to do it. Just so Marvel can prove, like, we made a person a planet. Yeah. (laughs) A living planet. And you guys still liked it. Yep. <laughs> we have done the ridiculous, <laughs> and you're still with us. Yeah, they're just going to keep pushing. Like, how far can we go and people still like our movies? Yeah. Which I love. I'm sorry. I, didn't, I just like that. Oh, no, 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 no. That's, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I, I'm with you there. I mean, um, you've got Alien Covenant. Yeah, you've got Alien Covenant down. Um, I haven't seen the trailer yet. And real quick, before we get into your picks of the week and then talk about Logan. Uh-huh. I bought the new Resident Evil game last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, or I have always loved, or thought I loved scary video games. This is different than the previous Resident Evil. There's not mobs of bad guys coming at you right away in this. It's yeah. like w- one bad guy per, per region. So it's more like a slasher flick from the 70s or 80s. Okay. Um, terrifying. It's terrifying. It's terrifying, and the and the atmosphere was so thick and so creepy and so gross that you could almost smell it mm. that from the time I turned it on, before anything had even happened, I paused the game and walked away for about five minutes just to go, that shit's not real, you're just playing a game, and it's okay. 
I have not been scared by a video game since the first Silent Hill game back in the late 90s, early 2000s. That was the first time I was actually scared by a video game. That was the last time I was actually scared by one. This game, before anything even happened, had me freaked out to the point where I had to walk away from it for a few minutes just to gather my head. You are not the first person to tell me that in the last couple Is that right? Okay. I am so glad to hear that. Yeah. Someone was talking about it the other day in my class, and they were asking if anybody played it, and they're like, this game is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they really the nailed it. I will never play that game. Yeah. No, they really knocked this one out of the park. Um all right, Paul, we're going to we're going to have to keep moving along here. We're wrapping, we're running on time pretty quickly. So, the new section we're doing that we've added to the show is Paul's picks for the week, where you pick your favorite comic of this week and the one you're looking forward to most next week. So, uh let's hear Paul's pick this week. What do you got? Okay, cool. Uh they, these uh kind of go hand in hand this week cuz after reading um Superman 18, I'll see by DC Comics. Um it's written by uh, Peter Tomasi and Patrick Gleason, and with art by Patrick Gleason. So uh, you've heard, you know, many, many times saying how much I've enjoyed the Superman series so far. Mm-hmm. But um, this one is starting a four-issue like mini series, um, which DC has been doing a couple of those, and I like how they're not like a twenty-issue, like multi-title tie-in type of, you know, events, so to speak. This was yeah. four yeah. issues with Superman and action comics. So, which I really like short, like storylines like that. So this is, you know, it's called Superman Reborn. And this is the first one. And this, this one is basically, you have, you know, the pre flashpoint Superman that's in the, this rebirth universe. And if you guys have been reading Superman or action comics, there's another Clark Kent. All right. Uh, For all intents and purposes that, Superman has determined, like, he's done his research, he's scanned him, they're like, this guy is Clark Kent, and he seems legit, so we don't know what's going on. But in this episode, you realize, okay, this Clark, something's up with this Clark Kent. Like, 100% something is going on, and it's not a good thing. Like, he does some super creepy, I don't want to give away any spoilers, but he shows up at the Kent farm, I'm sorry, the Smiths Farm, if you know, they're not the camps, they're the Smiths. And uh, he does some super creepy stuff, some things go bad, and um, it definitely at the end of this book, it literally had me, like, shedding a single tear of emotion, and it hit me straight up in the field. And um, definitely check it out if you guys are curious on who the heck this ex- this other the Clark Kent's going around. It's, this is the beginning of finding out what what is going on, and uh, with Mr. Oz too. So it, it it even if you guys are reading the Detective Comics series with the Batman, we all know what happened to um, to Robin, and he's in it too. And see, Doc, uh, Mr. Oz is kind of his jail cell, and uh, someone's escaped. So we don't. There's uh, mysteries on top of mysteries, and they're starting to. Uh, explain what's going on. And it was just really well written. The art was fantastic. Patrick Gleason's one of my favorite artists. And it, it was a very emotional issue. And that brings us into the you know, the next one I'm looking forward to next week is, is Action Comics nine seventy five, which is the Superman story uh, reborn part two. And it's gonna continue on the story. So I mean I, I was so mad at reading that issue I just immediately wanted to read the next one but I gotta wait till next week. And the cool thing they're kind of doing this, uh, kind of like how we were talking about Riverdale. We obviously know someone got murdered, and we're wondering who it is. Mm-hmm. So they pretty much have said that this Clark Kent is someone we know. And okay. And at the end of the issue, they have not necessarily like villains, but they have like. Cyborg Superman and even Martian Manhunter and Magog and a couple other ones and they put like these little short paragraph as to why this fake Clark Kent might be that person. So they're teasing us and kind of like ah, okay. who, do you, who do you think it's going to be? 
All right. Neat little thing at the end of the issue. I was reading that, and they're like, so who do you think? Like, I don't know. I don't know. You know what would be kind of cool if if they kind of did, like, are we going to kill Jason Todd thing? If they did it far enough to ban, so we kind of vote and then they're trying to butt. Yeah, we it's say who it is. People thinking like, who, yeah, who's it going to be, you know? Yep. So All right, so. Any number of folks. Okay, that's cool. Um, Paul, i got to keep us moving, but real quick, if you guys want to check out these comic books and help support the show, uh, Superman number 18, if you go to tinyurl.com slash paulspick2, That'll take you right to the Kindle edition of that book. You can buy it right there from Amazon. doesn't change your price or anything, but it gets us a little bit of money on the back end and helps us uh, keep programming coming to you. And Action Comics number 975, which comes out next week, if you go to tinyurl.com slash paulspick2b, it'll take you right to the Kindle edition of that one. Um, all right, Paul, we got about four minutes here. Uh, you literally just walked in the door from seeing Logan. Yes, and I'm glad it's only four minutes. That way I don't give anybody any anything. Exactly. I'm be very very spoiler free. I'm just gonna give you my initial reaction. Uh I would say it is easily the best Wolverine movie that they've made. I know that's not a large bar <laughs> to leap no. over, but uh I would even go as far as to say it may be my favorite X Men movie. Okay. Ever made. So that should tell you a little bit. I thought it was very well done. Um, it was very grounded, which I think is important. So don't expect to see any any costumes in this movie, you know. Uh, and and I say that in as a as in a good in a good way. Uh, it was definitely had a lot of emotion. It extru- it, it was definitely benefited from a rated R from from being rated R. I okay. think now now thinking back. They made a huge mistake by not making the previous Wolverine movies rated R. It definitely benefited from being rated R uh, in, in well, ways that you can only determine by watching it. I was going to say, but that was something they just did with Deadpool. Um, before Deadpool, they, they yeah. would, you would never have seen a rated R movie. Yeah, PG-13 was the default setting for everything. Yeah, and the fact that this is part of Fox's Dead Man, or X-Men universe like Deadpool is probably what got it. It's rated arm because Fox said, okay, we're we're armed deep into this. Let's just keep rolling. Absolutely. Uh, I, I Overall, I enjoyed the film. Uh, there was one thing I absolutely hated about it, and there's one thing that I just thought was kind of pointless about it. Uh, we can talk about that more maybe in a week once people have a chance to see it. Uh, one thing could not – it was ugh, just why. Uh, it, it just proves that Fox just does not get it. They don't um, They don't get comic books and fans, in my opinion. But overall, yeah. I thought it was a good movie. Uh, the girl that plays um, Laura, her name is uh, Daphne Keene, she stole the show. She was amazing. Oh, wow. Okay. Absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, she she rocked it, and she rocked it, and and this is definitely the best portrayal that Hugh Jackman has done playing Wolverine. I thought he did an excellent job, and and if anybody that knows me personally knows I cannot I hate all the X, almost all the X Men movies. Uh, after after one and two, I, I I don't like a single one after that. That's and you know. have been very very uh, vociferous about that as we've gone through. <laughs> um, so, uh, if you were to give it uh, on a scale of one to three Wolverine claws, what would you give it? I would definitely give it two and a half Wolverine claws, and I say that just think about two and a half Wolverine claws when you see the movie, and you'll understand okay. what I'm saying. All right. Not perfect, um, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, that's it, and that's good enough. Um Cool. Well, Paul, if people want to check you out in the meantime, where can they find you at? Uh, I'm on Twitter, PaulBR79. You guys can hit me up. Let me know what you think about Superman 18. Hopefully you like it. Yeah. If you're not reading Superman, you're crazy. <laughs> cool. Well, and until next time, you can find us at geekishcast.com. I tweet from at the geekishcast. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash the geekishcast. We are on iTunes and Google Play. Please rate and review us wherever you find us. 
guys. We'll see you in a few days. Sam Johnson is our interview on Tuesday. Uh, he's doing a comic called Geek Girl. It's really good. I cannot wait for you, everybody to check it out. Uh, Paul, thank you for taking the time to come by. No problem. Anytime, brother. All right. And I think we are about clear. So now anything we say now is just for people to go back to the replay. Cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, how good the movie was. That's good. I'm actually glad to hear that. It was about, um, I, I, I would say, almost three quarters of the way where I was like, man, they, they finally they finally figured it out. They finally, you know, figured out a, a good Wolverine movie. It was, it was small in scale. It was a very personal movie. It wasn't this grand epic, you know, mutants everywhere with a crazy, you know, villain. And it just worked. And then, then something happened where I was just like, "God damn it!" Like, you were so close. You were so close. And maybe it was just me. And this may be just, it may be just me. But I was just so like, this makes no fucking sense. And if you took it out, both the things I didn't like, if you took them out of the movie, wouldn't even know. It wouldn't affect the movie at all. Wow. So it's pointless. We didn't add anything to the story. Okay. Well, I'm going to try to go see it this weekend. Um, but, you know, I'm still still painting and doing this, that, and the other. Hey, I, I got to run this by you, and if anybody's listening to the replay and you have an interest to say something about it, thinking about having a cartoon version of Ollie the Greyhound with a, a crypto-style cape and collar done, and then he could be Ollie the, the geekish cast Greyhound, and we could do little logos and stuff with him. You can absolutely do it. Come on, next time you go to a convention, I'll just do a commission. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think it'd be a, I think it'd be a great character because you know uh, the Greyhounds are well. He's always in the room when I record now, <laughs> so <laughs> might as well make use of him as he should be. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, oh should. man. Yeah, that's what I think I'm gonna give it a shot. Be, and if you want, I'll be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might be going to the Dallas Fan Expo March 30th through the April 2nd. I haven't decided oh, okay. if I'm going to go yet. Um, it's good. it's pretty good. I, basically, like the, there's some good guests. Uh, mm-hmm. Stanley will be Stanley will be there, so he's not going to be going to many very you know much longer. No. He's you better yeah. Mind, but, um, but the big one is Mark Hamill will also be there. Oh wow, that'd be cool. And yeah, and then Tim Curry will be there, which I'm you know, a huge fan of Tim Curry. Yeah. Uh and then some and a, a bunch of people from like, you know, uh, Flash and and all the, the CW shows will be there too, so and you know, and Tom King's, you know, Scott Snyder, a bunch of artists and comic book creators that I really like, so I haven't decided if I'm gonna go because well, I've been if you're gonna, class the whole long. Oh yeah, I know. If you're gonna go, let me know. I'll um I'll get a box of business cards made up for you too. Okay, yeah, I'm definitely wearing the shirts, so I'm uh, yeah. promoting. <laughs> yeah. I, I pretty much always wear those shirts when I go not to con, yeah. Well, we might even be able to get you a press pass. Well, that'd be cool. Yeah. I'll let you know. I I'll need to talk to Lucy about it. I don't think it'd be a problem because I've been coming home on the weekend, so it's not like I haven't. Because this class is like a month long. Yeah. No, no, yeah, I get it. She should be fine with it, but we'll see. I want to go because they they finally I finally got the email for for San Diego um, yesterday saying that the pre-sale tickets are going on sale March 11th. So. We've been waiting for them to release when we're going to be able to buy tickets. So I finally got that that email yesterday. Right on. For comics in San Diego, I already and I just immediately I already got my uh, my hotel room. So I got those today, which I'm so happy. There's like nine Navy bases and and Navy hotels down there. So since I'm in the military. I can get a, a hotel room anywhere between fifty-five and seventy dollars during Comic Con oh, wow. week. 
in downtown, like four miles away from the convention center. You don't even have to go all the way down to Oceanside or anything, huh? No. I, we usually, my son will go there. We, we, we leave our hotel, walk across the street, and get it on a shuttle. It takes like 15 minutes and goes and just drops us off right in front of the convention center. Holy cow. Well, it, it, the cool. setup could not be any better. Yeah, no, you don't have to pay for parking. You don't have to worry about nothing. Car just sits there inside on the base. And everyone, I mean, everyone else has such a hard time getting to the convention center. It takes like forever. And they can't afford to stay in a hotel in downtown San Diego that week. It's oh, no. Yeah, that's off the charts. That's crazy expensive. You're talking like 500 bucks a night if you want to stay anywhere yeah. near. So. so super, super lucky. Could not work out any better. All right, on. Well, that sounds cool. Yeah, I can't wait. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think I got to wrap up because I got a couple things to still – to still put together um we got some pretty we have some maybes from some what could be some really cool guests but i know um dominic davy um you know he's an artist and he's also the basis for tsunami bomb uh-huh. he's gonna he's gonna be starting a podcast i don't remember the name of it right now but he's gonna talk to touring bands about three gigs they're worth they're worth their best and their first i think is what it is but uh, we're going to get him back on here pretty soon to tell us about the comics he's released recently and about his new show um but we got some we got some pretty cool stuff coming up again too so everything is kind of clicking along yeah yeah good yeah and i gotta get we gotta get rico and andrea back in so we can finish that episode but we may have to just skip everything else and just go right into that topic again Oh yeah, that that'll be fine. Yeah, I, I think I, I think we'll be okay with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So you All right, Paul. Oh, this. go ahead. Okay. Sorry, you're gonna no, start no. with this the live stuff, or you decided? I know you were talking about maybe going back. I I'm gonna stick with it for a while, but you know what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna upload everything to SoundCloud too, and just kind of see where I'm getting more lessons. Um. Probably during this month, I'll start pushing the um, the phone call numbers again. Mm-hmm. You know, so people can call in while we're on air. Um, it's worked out well once, and not so well another time. But I think once we get yeah. used to doing it again for a while. Um, oh yeah, the other thing is the week of the the week of the sixteenth. I am not going to be around, so there will not be a live episode in two weeks. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, so I just need to start getting the word out about that as well. But right on. Okay, Paul, well, um, thank you very much. I guess I will talk to you in the next couple days, and we'll start working on next week's show. All right, brother. Sounds good. All right, man. Take care. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take it easy. Bye.